You're listening to the Storytime Podcast. Storytime Podcast. Welcome to episode three of the Storytime Podcast. What we're going to talk about today is how video can help transform your business, especially for you small business owners out there. And I've been really excited this whole week. I asked Leo, I, I think last week, if he had to hop on the podcast. And just so you guys know, Leo, it's Leo Mendez. He's our guest today. He works with someone called Sean Uihara, and Leo does a really great job of recording content and also editing content. Leo, I'll have you speak for yourself, but they, they've or helped YouTube organically go from zero subscribers to 4,200, and that's still counting. And they've closed over $50 million through social media and video content. Um, but Leo, if you want to do a quick introduction for us and kind of like, I would love to hear your story of when you met Sean where you guys are today and kind of like how I even met you. So if, if you want to go through that, that'd be awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. It's actually my second podcast ever. So I'm happy to be here. But as you mentioned, I do work with uh, Sean Uihara. He's a mortgage loan officer in Las Vegas. He's actually one of the top 1% uh, loan origina- originators in the whole country, actually. And it's funny how we met because... So before I used to do security and I was in videography full time as well. So I was doing both and I was kind of like in this place where I wanted to go full time as a videographer, but I needed to pay the bills, right? I needed to survive, you know, take care of my family and stuff like that. So uh, take care of my wife and my pup. So his name is Tux. (laughs) My wife's name is uh, Coco. And you know, at the time, I was like, I want to do this full time, but I just don't know how. And I feel like everybody kind of feels this, you know, uh, when to take that leap of faith, and you know, when should you do it? And so, when I was working for security, like during the graveyard shifts, and I was shooting during the day, I started shooting just a lot of different random videos. I I shot like models, I shot birthday parties, like anything that you can think of. I probably filmed it, and at some point. There was a, I was on Facebook and someone tagged me saying, Hey, like, uh, you know, uh, this loan officer needs a videographer. And so they, they tagged my name in the post. And it was actually Sean asking for someone to, uh, to shoot for him. So mm-hmm. we met at some brokerage. Uh, there was like some kind of meeting and I did some behind the scenes, like shoot for him. And ever since that day, we pretty much started working consistently every single month. And he was shooting about eight videos a month. And they were very small. They were very salesy, very direct, you know, about, uh, hey, like, you know, apply today and stuff like that kind of videos. So we started there. And at some point, I think it was probably about a year when we started working together until he made his move to Lone Depot and saying, hey, like, do you want to come over and work full time as a videographer? So, I was excited. I was like, of course, I would love to. So um, ever since that day, we just started working together and, and we, we've been shooting content since. And Leo, so you said something really cool in there because th- the topic today is like how video can help transform your business. And what better way to do that than have like an actual videographer that knows what he's doing on here. And you mentioned you actually met Sean through social media because of that tag. Yes. And that's crazy because you transformed your own life, not only your business, but like, I see how happy you are. I see like you guys click, you guys, from my experience, I feel like you guys work very well together. And like, if that doesn't show you how powerful social media is, like, then I, I don't know, like, that's, that's kind of crazy to me. 
That's yeah. awesome. That's an awesome story. So yeah, as we dive into it, guys, we're going to talk about some tips and tactics, also like reasons why video is so important. But Leo, I really, I just want to hear from you because you have so much experience doing this. You're in the nitty gritty, you're recording the content and following people around with it, with that too. Why should a small business owner even care about video content, especially for social media like YouTube, Facebook, Instagram? So you should be caring about making video content because if you care about longevity, then you should care about making videos. And what I mean by that is, is that more than half of the world, and this is actually a stat, but more than half of the world pretty much prefers video content. Like that's that's a fact. So back in the day, you know, information has evolved and like how we take information has evolved over time, right? Like, you know, from writing on walls, on rocks, you know, newspaper to radio to, you know, billboards and posters to now and, and blogs and stuff like that. And now we're in video and we're even starting to touch like into the virtual reality world, but that's a conversation for another day. But yes. video right now is the thing, right? Like this is where, you know, if something is evolving and how the customer and how the client is taking information, if that is evolving, then you should be evolving with it too. It's not one of those things where, well, video is too much for me. It's like, well, you kind of really don't have a choice because that's how your clients are learning. So you want to be there and creating that content that is popular now and is the standard. And video at, at this point is like, it's a standard, right? So that's why I think you should be care about making video content because of that reason, because that's where your people are. Yeah. And Leo, I think throwing another stat in there, there, there's over 1 billion video views online as of like every single day, there's 1 billion video views. And that's a, that's a fact too. And I think really what's important about video is being personable with your videos. Like I've been in the mortgage industry for a while. You have too. And the most common mistake is that I see uh, loan officers put them on drip campaigns that have a, a video, but it's like the stock animated video that like I could care less about. Right. And I'll have you talk about it more, but like, what are some things not only for social media, but like for email campaigns, what can you do with your own video content to make that more personable when you're sending texts, emails, even when you are running paid ads, like how can you make those videos more personable? This is a very interesting question because I work with loan officers like every single day. And I'm always wanting to teach that very experienced loan officer that is set in their ways to creating video and and I have to say, sometimes it's a little frustrating because they're kind of like stuck in this time where like, well, you know, I, I don't know how to say that. But it's funny because loan officers deal with a lot of crap every single day. And I sit down with them and, and actually we, we, we started the show called Journey to 1000, where we're trying to hire a thousand loan officers. And I ask all these questions and it's funny because most of them more than 90% of them, they will say, oh, well, I don't know what to talk about on video. And when I just start asking questions like, hey, how did your day look like? What kind of conversations did you have? Oh, how come the client said this? Or how come the client went to the other lender? How come you know, they need to qualify at this amount? Well, what other creative ways can they move forward to getting qualified? And when I ask them all these questions, I'm like, that's your title for your content. That's the video that you should be putting out. That is the gap. Right? Like that is where you stand out from everybody else. Right? Like everybody can do a, you know, what are the requirements for an FHA loan? Great. 
right? Like, you know your guidelines, <laughs> bravo, <Yeah. laughs> right? But what about like when you get creative, when you start being strategic and you have a strategy, right, for your clients? Yeah. If other people don't know it online, you're literally doing a disservice for other people when you don't share that information to someone else, right? Yeah. So it's almost like you're withholding, like almost like gatekeeping, like you're withholding this information, right, from other people. And you can take that information and all those conversations that you're having and how you're helping your clients win, right? Like the how, and then you create that into your content. And that's how you can be creative, right? Because everybody, every single loan officer that I've talked to, like they usually have a different way of approaching their business, right? So they focus on first time homebuyers. Some like to deal with investors. Some like to deal with different types of you know, clients, right? Like they, they have like almost like their niche, right? Like they have, they almost have this niche of clients. And sometimes like they're, some of them, they're bilingual. And I'm like, why are you not doing Spanish content? It's so like, I'm like, so, you're the only guy in the whole town that you can probably do videos in Spanish. And I'm like, why are you not doing it? Right. So there's a lot of opportunity and they have it. They just don't know how to get there. Right. I think that's like, that's the light bulb was there, but it hasn't turned on for them yet. Anyways, I don't know if, you, if I answer your question. No, no that, that did. So you brought, you brought up a couple of really good points. And what I always see from loan officers, agents and other business owners, I just got off a, a call with an agent yesterday and she said, I don't like the way I sound. I don't want, like the way I look on video. And I think it speaks to like, what are the most common things of why loan officers, real estate agents, business owners don't create video? And it's because first, they don't know what to record. And Leo just answered your question right there. You want to put yourself in your prospects, your leads, your client shoes and answer questions that they're asking. To answer your second question, like, hey, I don't like my voice on video. I don't like the way I look on video. Nobody is looking for that. I got on social media yesterday. I was probably on it for two hours. Leo, I don't know about you, but I don't know a single thing that I saw yesterday. Like, I could not tell you. I could even tell you like an idea of what I saw on social yesterday. It's because we're mindlessly scrolling, right? And I think like you withholding that information just makes it so you can't reach more people in your own in your own network, but also outside of your network. So if you are worried, like, hey, I'm, I'm worried about my voice, worried about how I look, no one cares about that. They really just care about your message and that you can help them. You were, born with that that you were born with that face. You're not going to change it. So <laughs> Exactly. Like there's nothing you can do. So, so use it and no one, no one cares, right? They, if they cared, they wouldn't even talk to you in real life. You, you use video like how you would in someone in, in real life. If This is just funny, but if you're that ugly, is what I'm saying, that they won't even talk to you in real life, that they won't talk to you on video. No one's that ugly, guys. I'm just saying and, like, that's... So and I want, I want to talk a little bit about that because it's funny because <laughs> I've had so many clients that are like, oh, like I shot the video, I, I was able to move forward and, and now I have no fear of doing it. But then now that they see themselves, they're like, oh, I don't want to post it now. So I'm like, you just like got through like one of the hardest steps of like moving forward. And one of the things that I like to tell uh, loan officers anybody or anybody who's doing video is that this is not even about you, right? Like this is not about you. Yes, you're probably going to create, you're going to build a brand and you're going to create attention and eventually you'll, you'll get sales, but it's really about the person that you're serving right? Like yeah. it's not so much about yourself. Like it's about the message that you're trying to give and who you're trying to serve. So if you change your mindset about, well, okay, I need to make this video because 
it is my responsibility to teach this information so people can build wealth and you know they can start breaking generational curses right because one of the things that i feel with video and it's so powerful because you can literally influence people online right believe it or not if you start creating videos you are an influencer whether you like it or not so but that's very powerful right because now you get to influence other people and you get to help other people solve their problem with but you have the key to them knowing and learning something new that helps them unlock that step that they'll probably be stuck in for so long yeah that's that's so important it's so important to recognize that and i think too like as you're creating video there's so many social platforms and recognizing the difference when you're recording content between leo i'm gonna have you talk about youtube by someone who's on youtube and watch your video and i'll talk about social media um because yeah. i you know, you know both very well, but I think like YouTube is like you just do so good at it. Like, I mean, guys, they have over forty two hundred subscribers, and that's still forty two hundred, right, Leo? Yes. yes. <laughs> so with social media, it's a lot different from YouTube. Like, it's people don't think about it because YouTube is social media, but it really is. They're they're totally different beasts. And the reason yeah, why search, I say that, a search a search engine slash social media. Exactly. Exactly. You should just call it a search engine because when I go on social media, Leo, I'm not I'm not going on social media searching how do I get a mortgage or what is an FHA loan or exactly uh, how can I get into a home. I'm going on social media because I'm trying to escape my reality, which is sad, right? A lot of people don't recognize they're doing it. It's not because I'm trying to escape my reality. It's because I'm trying to. It's it's a pleasure thing, right? It's like you go through your feed, you can catch up with the family, you can also educate yourself. But you're not asking yourself these questions before you get on social. So the importance of social is when you get on there, you need to break whatever you need to, you need to make them pause and watch that video. And hooks are so important on social media because you got to stop them from scrolling. You got to get them to watch that video because they're not going on social media to search stuff. And Leo, you have a lot of experience in this, but like, can you give us like three tips of how to create like a good hook for a video on social media? Yeah. Actually, hooks have been like something that has been the theme this past like two weeks. So you're definitely someone else that's been asking that question about gray hooks. So I would break down hooks into, I would say you can make three different hooks. One is a fact. So you can say something like, did you know that a certain percentage, a certain certain percent of current homeowners did not refinance this year, right? I think actually it was like 45%. I might be wrong, but let's say that that's a fact, right? So you can literally grab one one of those email automation, pretty sure that you guys signed up for one where you guys get stats every month or every day. You can create those headlines and that can be your hook, right? In on video. And then once you hook someone with that fact, then you break down why you should, right? And then you you get into the meat of the video and then you do your outro for the video. So that's one hook. Another hook can be actually pointing out a pain point. So for example, like let's say let's say people are having a hard time getting pre-approved, right, for a loan or approved for a loan. So you can make this is where I like to call it like almost like you're creating a solution. So you say something like here are seven things that you can do you can do to make sure that you qualify for a home loan, right? So that's like another hook. So you're giving people tangible steps, right? On how to move forward 
and that you're going to break that down in the video. And then I'm sorry. So that's more like a, more like a step-by-step, -step, right? Like you're giving a very direct type of hook. I'm sorry. Now I'm going to get into the pain point hook. Now you can say, are you having a hard time qualifying for a loan? Then you could say, here are seven, here are three ways that you can make sure that you qualify for your loan today or something like that. So you want to make sure that you point out some kind of pain and then you back it up by like how you're going to solve that problem. And then you get into your video. So usually what I like to call like these hooks or like that part of the video is like, it's really your, the magazine cover. So like when you go shopping, yeah. right? Like you see the left side of the, where all the gum is and all that stuff. And you see those big, you know, uh, magazines that says, you know, something about divorce or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so that is like your hook, right? So make that intro. You try to always make the hook a part of your video because that is what's going to reel in your audience. And then how you proceed with the video is how you keep them right on the video, which is, I guess, a conversation for another day for sure. Yeah, I know. I wish we. I, don't, I wish we had a lot more time, but I think that's a great way of explaining it and a, a couple of tips on how to create a good hook. And now I talked about social media and videos and how like that's used. You and Sean again, obviously, are doing a good job. How is YouTube different from social media, and why are people going on YouTube? Oh God, here we go. <laughs> this is fun. This is a fun thing to talk about. Okay, I am going to make a confession. I am super biased. I love YouTube. YouTube is yeah. a platform that you should just be on like yesterday. Right. And the reason why I'm saying that is because I'm pretty sure that you have found yourself, you create the content, let's say on Instagram or on Facebook or even TikTok. And once you create the video content, you put in all that work, at some point, it doesn't really retrend, right? Like it kind of it has like an expiration date to it, right? Yes. Well, think yeah. about YouTube not having that problem. <laughs> Yeah. So I love YouTube because it is a very recommended type of platform mm -hmm. based on recommendation and also searchability. So you can find anything on YouTube. You want to find out how to beat Super Mario in less than three hours, you're going to find the answer, right? Yeah. So one of the things that you have to start thinking about, like, whatever business you are in, but I guess like we're definitely going to focus on real estate, right? You need to start thinking about all the problems that your audience has and how you're going to solve that. And YouTube is a great platform because you can create the problem, right? The magazine cover at the grocery store, the clickbait, right? The thumbnail, and then have the person that let's say they're in Florida or in Miami or sorry, well, in Florida or New York or whatever, and they're trying to move, let's say to Texas, let's say that their biggest pain point is I want to move to Texas, but I don't really know what it's like. Right. Right. So yeah. if you're creating videos, let's say seven reasons why you should move to Texas right now that future homeowner or possible homeowner, right? Or that renter that's trying to buy a property in Texas because they heard that it's cheaper and you know they, they have benefits, right? Now they want to move to that state. Guess what? If you are the person that's providing that value, you're most likely going to get the deal, right? So you have to start thinking about YouTube where you are a problem solver and people will forever keep looking for that answer. Perfect example. Let's say three, five, seven, 10 years from now, 
someone else searches why you know i want to move to texas or why sh- or what are some of the great things about texas you know you know or i'm looking to relocate to texas right whatever search word they're looking for your video pops up again guess what <coughs> one video you did 10 years ago right is still going to be retraining it's still going to be searchable and if that video blows up it gets recommended you get millions of views now you have all these people looking at your video and now they want to say hey i want to move to that state can you help me and guess what you are the, the solution to their problem right so what the reason why i love youtube is because it's just it's such a it's such a great platform for you to really get the deal right like i i, I love instagram i love TikTok. i'm not saying you cannot get deals out of these platforms but I've seen videos where like even like for Sean's channel and look, we've only have about 42 subscribers, 4200, 4200 subscribers. And honestly, guys, subscribers don't mean shit, right? Like even sometimes views don't mean shit. What actually matters is what you are solving in the video and how your video is structured and how you're getting them to go from frustration to now they're they have solved their problem and now they're happy they can move on with their life i think with even youtube even if you have such a low amount of subscribers or views you can still get a deal and if you're in real estate you have to understand you are selling the top price product in the whole world right right it is the highest cost product in the world you guys are selling millions of dollars worth of a product right a house and and so i think that on youtube if you can even if you make one good video i actually just had a loan officer that just started youtube she only has like 24 subscribers and you know she's getting all like you know leo i don't know if youtube is for me i'm like you have to be patient right like even sean by the way in the first six to nine months we didn't we didn't get shit it was crickets wow. yeah wow. for six to nine months we didn't get anything right maybe we get wow. like you know we got some views and stuff like that but then over time people start searching and that video starts being recommended more so the videos start to get seasoned over time then mm-hmm. that whole batch of content or all those videos that we shot in those six to nine month period they started like blowing up right like they started picking up traction so now you have all these people looking at these videos and then now youtube is like pushing out that video content even more and more and more we have a video that is like probably about two years old two and a half years old and we're still getting leads off of that video oh my gosh it's like it's actually even titled like something about moving to vegas in 2000 or 20 2020 or something like that and people are still watching the video and they're still reaching out and so i think if for any platform and i i kind of feel like i have to get this off my chest yeah subscribers do mean something and followers do mean something but it's not everything right because i've seen accounts that um i i went to this youtube conference and i literally met like mr beast like people that have billions of views on youtube like they have millions of views all these people youtube is not really a social media platform it's really a business because they're building a business in the back end of 
the shiny object or or the actual video right like the video content for example like there's this guy who has like i think he has like three million subscribers he does like a lot of science projects i can't remember his name but he said that he finds he actually makes more money by signing up 10 clients a month to do science projects like one-on-ones and he's making like i don't know 60 70 racks like yeah. a month like just That's doing that high. but yeah people think that oh you're making like all this money from all these subscribers and these views now don't get me wrong you can still get paid with adsense or whatever you can still get some youtube money right they the, the monetization part of it but honestly we don't even care so much about the monetization about youtube we actually turned it off we because we want to squeeze and get and we want to have less commercials on the youtube video because we want the audience retention we want people to watch the full video and that's like huge on YouTube. So if you take on YouTube, you're gonna see, you're gonna hear this a lot is the audience retention or watch time. And that matters because now you're telling YouTube that your videos are good. We wanna keep people on that platform as long as possible so we can hit them up with that next video or hit them up with that one commercial, right? Because that's how they monetize. So if you start understanding how the platforms work, then you can you know, use that as you know, to our, your advantage. Yeah, and there's there's a few things I actually want to talk about you mentioned. So first off, YouTube, what's nice about YouTube is like the effort that you put into your videos make a big difference on YouTube, right? Like the more hours and time I put into that video, it's gonna make a lasting impact. Or this is this is so frustrating. Where social media, I could spend 10 seconds on a video and get 10 times the amount of views than you did by spending five hours on a single video. And that's just how social works. <laughs> and you mentioned another thing, right? Expiration dates on social media. This is my opinion. I want to hear yours too, because I, I don't think I've heard it from you. I think the expiration date on social media is literally a day. Like that day that post is expired. No one's going to look at it again unless it's very like at the top of your profile. Like people are, are comment continuously commenting on it, but I really think it's just that day. And the reason why I say that is because social isn't like the best way to think about social is like, how do I stay top of mind? It's not about the followers. It's not about the views. It's not about the likes. It's if I, as a loan officer, as a real estate agent, call the client, or if I call the cold lead that I've never spoken to before and they say, hey, I've been watching your videos online. I know who you are. I've won on social media. So like everything you said there was just so powerful. Like, don't, don't worry about the followers. Don't worry about the likes. Just worry about like, I want, I want to challenge you guys too. Like post a video, Call some of your contacts or your clients that are follow or like that you know and see what they think of that video. And they're gonna every most people are supporting you. But what do you think, Leo? What do you think like the expiration date like is on social media? I don't know if you have anything. <laughs> um, I would say, yeah, it would be about a day, I would say. And then after that, it just kind of dies out unless you know it somehow retrends or you reshare the posts. I know Facebook, you know, if you do comment on the post, it retrends again. Yeah. But I believe I do believe though that, and I really hope this, but TikTok is trying to move towards like almost like that YouTube model where like they are they already have a search button. I mean, every single platform does have the searchability or search area, but I believe that TikTok wants to move towards that space where they want to start. I mean, they're already recommending a lot of videos and Instagram is trying to do the same. But when it comes to like your own content, you you definitely want to always stay focused on posting consistently 
so that way you can at least always like you said stay top of mind for your audience because even like for me like perfect example and i'm sure that you guys have probably have gone through this but like gary v right gary v everybody hates that guy in the beginning but you see him everywhere and i remember watching him at the first time and i'm like dude who is this guy scroll next right like i used to go through this guy like all the time like okay i'm ignoring this guy but there was a point and i will have to say it probably did take me about 15 to 20 videos and eventually i gave in i was like all right who is this guy you know what i mean and then i started looking at his content and then that's when you start falling in love with what they put out because now you're like absorbing and you you're starting to understand why they're making the content yeah. that's the same thing with even people that like as we're like starting off you're it's not about always making that perfect piece of content that you have to like you know knock it out of the park it's about being omnipresent and showing your face even more on the news feed because yeah. that's how you build brand recognition people start seeing your face people will swipe really fast right but at some point being tired of someone turns into like this like love and hate thing and then you end up loving the person right so i feel like i call it like for myself the gary v effect for me is that i used to hate that guy because i'm like dude i see this guy everywhere why can't he just like why can't he just go away <laughs> but eventually because of how consistent he is you know now i'm starting to understand why he's doing the content and so now you know i follow the guy or whatever so turn on notifications and that's kind of what you want for you and your audience is that you know you really have to understand that nobody really knows who you are even you know nobody really knows who you are even yeah. if you even if you do you know i don't know a billion a year right like i don't know you know even on social media a lot of people are not going to know who you are right like who's this guy you know who's this yeah. girl like what are they talking about right even gary v already had millions of followers but i had the same attitude so people have the same attitude about you too, but you have to understand that being consi consistent is going to create that breakthrough where your audience finally says, okay, I'm going to give this person a chance. And so that's from people that you don't know. These are all cold, I guess, almost like cold calls or the cold calls of social media, right? Like they don't know who you are. <laughs> So yeah, if if I answer that question for you, no, you did. I, and I I, I kind of want to start ending it, but before we end, Leo brought like so many important things, especially with YouTube and why it's so important. I think I want to end with some like tips that we can give our our audience and what they can do today to create successful videos. We talked about hooks. We talked about like how people don't care what you look; they care about your message. I think the and, and we talked about too, like you mentioned, like how to create good content where you ask the questions that your customers would be asking. The tip that I'll give you to help you get comfortable recording video, this is what I did when I started. And Leo, this is funny. Um, I've talked to a bunch of our clients and I can tell you this, and you guys are probably feeling the same thing. No one ever gets comfortable recording video. I'm sorry, but like, it, it, no one is ever like, I am so comfortable doing this. Like, This is like what I, I love doing this. No, no one is ever at that point, but they understand that it's important for their audience. And I know Sean understands like his clients need this to succeed. What I did when I first started is I would take about 10 minutes a day. I would record some footage. And even if I didn't post it, I recorded it so I could get more comfortable. And then I did get more excited as I asked questions like, what do my customers need? 
how can I help them? And to your point, like, instead of thinking like, how can I get more sales and turn it around? Like, how can I help my clients succeed on social? And for Leo, you guys, how can you help your clients get into homes and have a successful life through real estate? I think is so crucial, but like what, I guess, what have you done to, I said, nobody gets comfortable to like, quote, how what have you and Sean done to get comfortable recording video content? How do you get comfortable? I don't get comfortable. I oh. like, it, like, what do you, what I, I guess like, how do you make it easier? I guess is a, is a better thing to ask. Like, how do how does it get, you know what I mean? Like it only gets easier when you stay in it, when you stay in the game. Right. So if you stop practicing, you know, your, your, your muscles are going to start, they're going to get sore right away. Right. If you get, if you stop for like even a couple of weeks or, or a month, it's rough. Even for me, I, I create a lot of content. I'm always shooting people, but sometimes I just, I just do have a hard time too. And so yeah. you just have to know, like, or you have to understand that everybody goes through the same thing. I don't care who's been on video for however long. If you <laughs> quit doing it for a little bit, trust me, you're going to feel it and you're going to feel like a rookie again. You're going to feel like a newbie. So the important part of it is when you're creating video content, you have to always, you have to maintain it. You have to keep going because that's how you get better. Your messaging gets better. Your attitude gets better. The, the, the pitch, the tone of your voice, right? Gets better when you're doing videos. So there's a lot of things that go into video and I don't think you'll ever be perfect at it. Yeah. And I will never be perfect at it because I can tell you right now, if I look at a video that I filmed a year ago, I'm going to say, wow, that sucked. It doesn't <laughs> right. matter how good I thought I was back then, right? Like, oh yeah, like I think I did really good. But I look at it a year later, I'm like, wow, yeah, I could have done that better. But I literally believe, or I believe that you can always say that for any type of video out there or for your own videos is you always ask yourself, you will always say that you will always say or ask yourself, well, I guess I could have done better. Right. And so even for me, I look at other creators and they're always going to be people that are, are better than you, but everybody is like, almost like in their, everybody's in their own journey. And you have to understand that everybody is like still growing <clears throat> and video will always grow. Right. Next year, the format might change on video and everybody has to start over. Right. Everybody hey, has to start. You might be recording video for virtual reality. I literally might see, a, <laughs> like, not a video, but I might be having my my goggles on, and I see a a projection of Leo dancing to capture my. <laughs> like, it's gonna happen, right? It's so funny to think like virtual reality. People think like it's not. It's going to happen. And yeah. getting recording video will help you. Sorry to be taking off. I just thought that's so funny. Like with where we're going and stuff. Yeah, and I think just, I guess just like a few more just tips on video is that I noticed that a lot of real estate professionals, they never make time to actually add the marketing part as part of their business plan. That's mm -hmm. that's one of the things that I feel that maybe that's why a lot of people start start running like, you know, like a chicken with their head cut off is because they don't allocate a time and they don't put marketing as part of their schedule. You should be mm -hmm. doing that because marketing yourself, like you're really it, right? You wear a lot of hats, right? And one of them that you can't skip is the marketing and advertising of yourself because you are a walking brand. You cannot not have marketing on your calendar. It has yeah. to be there. 
whether it's once a month, once a week, or once a day for 30 minutes, whatever that is, and then whatever you can handle, I feel like it has to be there. So because if you don't never if you don't ever have it on the calendar, it's never gonna happen, right? If you don't write it down, it's not gonna happen. So I believe that's one thing that you have to start doing is you have to start writing it down in your calendar and make a plan, figure out the problem that your audience has, look at the frequently asked questions. When you're in the day, write down the questions that you're asking, like, wow, that was a great question about, I don't know, like, let's say some self-employed you know, person that wants to do a loan, write the question down. That's a great reel. I should do that video. But you're going to forget about it because you're going to move on and do other things, but make sure you always have like some kind of notepad or something where you're writing those things down. So that way, when you move like through your week or whenever you have allocated your time for marketing, then you can look at your, at your notebook and say, oh, wow, I did write down 15 ideas. Now I can go shoot this stuff. Right. And then you have people like Devin and Devin's team that can help you take it from you know, almost like the whole real estate process, right? From contact contract to close or something, right? Like you need, I believe also is that if you are starting to create the content at some point, you are going to need help. I'm not saying that it's not doable on your own. You can definitely do it. You can do a reel right now after this podcast and do, do a video, post it on reel and you can get traffic. It's so tangible and it's doable. But if you're the type of person that maybe does have a small budget, right? And wants to, you can, you can handle shooting the video yourself, but you just need someone to handle the rest. You know, that's why you have people like Devin that can do that for you. For us, for example, like Sean and our team, like we create a massive amount of content. Like we have a lot of content. We have, we do shorts, we do YouTube, we do the, like now we're like on TikTok, we're doing all these things, but it does get a little overwhelming and that's 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 truth right there and burnout is real all this stuff is real right creating content it's it, it really is draining but you don't have to do it alone right you can figure out okay maybe i should have i don't know my my niece or someone follow me around and do yeah. a video like yeah. it, it you know it, there there are different ways that you can approach your content you can f- find help seek help you can hire people to take you from editing to posting and you know and scheduling and figuring out oh i don't know what to say on the video or on the text well i mean uh Devin's team they do a great job for us because they help us a lot with that stuff now our main focus is youtube because it creates it it requires so much work and so much strategy but Devin's able to help us like really with everything else because at some point like i literally was doing everything like it was insane like even for me like i was doing all the text the posting like post didn't go up video failed oh what do i need to put on here what are the hashtags like it was it got out of control at some point but you know we started looking for people we you know we did we did hire and fire some people but we found some good people, you know, and I think, you know, Devin, like, you know, they're, they're on it, you know, and I think you just kind of have to figure out a system for yourself that you can create the content consistently. And the last thing you want to do is just kind of post a video out there and then just forget about it, you know, because that, that doesn't really build anything. Right. So if you're going to get into the, into the game or into this part portion of social media, then I definitely would think about create a plan for yourself that you can handle on your own 
And then if at some point or when that happens, when you start growing, when you start getting more traffic, when you start getting you know more leads and sales, that's when you have to scale, right? You have to move some marketing you know, budget and take it to the next level and say, okay, I'm going to set whatever X amount of money so I can hire this next person because there, there's going to come a point where you just have to focus on getting the business, right? And, and honestly, I mean, that's just how Sean runs his business. He's the hunter, right? He's not worried about all these other things, right? Like that's why you kind of have to, at some point, you have to start building a team that can handle all that stuff for you and you're not overwhelmed. So, I mean, I think that's, that's all I have to say for now. <laughs> Thank you for the kind words. And I agree with everything that you said. I, I think just to give Leo and his team a shout out, I've met Chris, I met Sean, I met Leo and a couple other people on their team. And like, they are just the nicest people. And not only are they the nicest people, they are on a mission to get to a thousand, is it a thousand loan officers or a thousand employees? A thousand. Well, I would say a thousand employees, but most for the most part, loan officers. <laughs> they're on a mission to get to a thousand. And I think they're going to get it. I truly do. Like they're all killers, every single one of them. Definitely first check out Sean's YouTube channel. We'll throw it in here if, if you're watching it on video, if you're watching it on Spotify or uh, Apple, it's youtube.com slash C slash Sean. And that is S E A N. And then Yuihara, I'm going to let you figure that out. I'm kidding. It's U-Y-E-H-A-R-A. So youtube.com slash C slash Sean Yuihara is our YouTube channel. And they have a journey to a thousand. If you go to their channel, you can click on that. Also, Leo, he throws some awesome tips about social media and YouTube strategy. His Instagram, his handle is the Leo Mendez. And that's T-H-E-L-E-O-M-E-N-D-E-Z. But Thank you, Leo. I know you guys are super busy. So taking the time to even talk about video and how it's helped transform your business, like it's been so awesome. And guys, don't forget, they're on a journey to a thousand. You can reach out to Leo. He's definitely a good resource if you're looking into joining their team. And thanks again, Leo, for joining us on the podcast. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Storytime Podcast. Be sure to catch us next time to stay up to date with all the latest on content creation and social media. Also, subscribe to our trend reports at story.co slash trend reports to get the latest trends in your inbox. We'll see you next time. Storytime Podcast.